Today's show, I have the one, the only, Mary Nolenberger coming on from Orion Investment Real Estate. She's a senior vice president and she's been in the business over 20 years. Um, Mary's expertise lies in trade area feasibility, brand development, and strategic expansion. She has represented area developers and landlords for many years. She was my own personal agent when I got my office. And she, to say that she's impress, impressive is to say the least. She prides herself in establishing trustworthy and long-term business relationships with her clients by providing an unprecedented level of customer service that exceeds expectation. And I saw that for myself. Mary has been recognized for many commercial real estate awards and achievements over the last several years for her outstanding performance, which I will talk about on our show today. Please join me in welcoming Mary Nolenberger. Welcome to our show and thanks for joining us. This is Grateful Heart, the motivational Arizona real estate and business show. We're here to inspire you to believe in yourself, to dare to dream about your infinite and divine possibilities, to blow open your mind to creating your most abundant reality possible as our thoughts are so powerful. I found turning my own personal grief into gratitude raised my vibration to be in tune for receiving prosperity, health, and connecting to God's source. I'm your host, Rebecca Raines of Integrity All-Stars at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I have been selling homes here in the Valley since 1993. If you have any questions and are watching us live on our Facebook page, you can comment and we will do our best to answer while we are live on the show, so do not be shy. Today on our program, we have some great guests for you. Live from Phoenix, Arizona, it's the Grateful Heart Show with your host, Rebecca Raines. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo-Rain, your host of Grateful Heart TV, and today I have a special show with Mary Nolenberger. Welcome, Mary. We're going to talk commercial real estate today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for having me. I love having you on the show. And, you know, I have to give Mary some serious props because the way I met Mary, she helped me with my office years ago. After I had several phone calls go unanswered, knocking on many doors for help, mm. um, the thing about Mary that I want to highlight most than anybody else is she does circles around a lot of her colleagues because personally, I this is my belief, you know, I might be wrong, and I will say I really like Orion, and I'll tell you why, uh, Mary does circles around most of these guys. It's kind of a boys club when it comes to commercial real estate in general. It's all about who you know. And Mary has taken awards after awards. And I'll let her tell her story here in a minute. I know she's blushing already because she doesn't really like to talk about herself. But too bad. Because today we're going to talk about commercial real estate. And we're going to also talk about the perception versus reality of what's really going on out there, Mary. Mm -hmm. How has your world been recently? My world has been busy and incredibly um, just full of energy. And I think the perception that carried over post-COVID was one of kind of desperation and not and more of a gloomy picture than it really is. And the truth is that the pent-up demand that we had from 2020 that spilled over into 2021, mm -hmm. they're saying 2022 is an enhanced version of that. It's only going to escalate. Oh my gosh, hold my hand. <laughs> I'm really kind of scared when she says that. And the reason why, 
Two weeks ago, mm. I did a podcast. You've been on the show before with with Tara Krieg of Amera First. We had Joe Smith of Epic, and then I also had Anthony Penna uh, Navi Title. We were just talking about the crazy market last year, and will it be a crazy market this year? And we all had our predictions because you know, at the first year, everybody's got their predictions. And right. you just mentioned you've been to a bunch of forecasts in the last month, which I can't wait to hear about the commercial side of things. And I can't even tell you what I've gone through the last few days. So our prediction at the beginning of the year of, yeah, it's going to be busy again, maybe not as busy as last year. Oh, no. Oh, no. And we're going to talk about a little bit about residential resale in comparison to commercial. But I'm cringing. And that's why I asked you to hold my hand because I'm kind of scared about what this year is going to look like. Because it's been really hard for a lot of people to buy residential properties. What's it like on the commercial side of things right now? Well, it, it it's a good news, bad news situation, right? right? We have the Phoenix metro area is only second to Austin. Mm. The net influx of people moving here mm-hmm. from the Midwestern states, right. California, Seattle. All the ocean states, 250 too. people a day. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, yeah. being able to gear up for that. and But, but that it really hasn't changed. Mary, we've had a couple hundred a day for a long time coming into the state of Arizona, but right. it sounds like it's even cranked up more since the pandemic. It has. And, you know, the thing is that um, with all of that, our <clears throat> technology, our manufacturing, um, Ross, I, my company, Orion mm-hmm. Investment Real Estate, sends out a top, Five newsletter, and you're going to get me on that newsletter, every, right? I yeah, want to see every it. morning it comes out at like six forty-five. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the highlights of today is that Ross just bought land to build a one point six million dollar million square feet um, facility. Ross, you mean like the clothing store, mm-hmm. Ross, for distribution? Oh, a distribution mm-hmm. center is coming to town. So, okay, I I have been to. Three economic forecasts in the past two months, uh-huh. and everything is talking about manufacturing and distribution and the West Valley mm-hmm. and the Far East Valley right. being the places of expansion and growth for so many companies. So many here. companies. And then the same with the builders. The, that's where all the builders are going because that's where our land is. You know, it's exactly. kind of interesting how all that happens. But I got a question for you because... I don't understand why it's so hard for people to go back to work. And you're talking about, like, you're talking about all these manufacturing distribution. Well, who's going to be working at these places? I understand Arizona has a huge influx and there's a lot of jobs here, but are they getting filled? Are these companies actually able to, you know, get their jobs done? Well, they are saying that this is, I believe, 48 year um, mark for unemployment being as low as as it is it's ever been so if unemployment's so low what's going on i wonder so there was jobs lost during covid Uh uh-huh they're saying nationally 82 percent of those have been filled again filled again in arizona it's 101.2 percent of them Really? So so really, there's people are working again. Mm-hmm. It's not that there aren't. It's just maybe we don't have enough people to fill all the jobs. Well, there. I mean, there's supply chain. 
So the good news, bad news situation that we're in. Good news, bad. I think that's going to be the name of our show today. Good news, bad news, because you're full of both. (laughs) Well, we do. I mean, we have inherent supply chain issues that Uh are going to take some time to correct. Right. And then being able to get materials. I mean, one of the... um, one of the forecasts that I just attended was a specific West Valley, um, and they were talking about the backup. These developers are just building industrial facilities, hundreds of thousands of square feet spec, because they know that they can fill them. In Okay, so that's interesting, and I want, because I understand your language, mm-hmm. but let me just slow that down. What she's saying is there's a bunch of developers who are building commercial buildings Without a future tenant in mind, because they know if they build them, they will come. Exactly. So the last time that we had oversupply was building toward the the 2005, Mm -hmm. six that the downturn happened. But what they're saying in all of these um, economic forecasts are that what happened with COVID was not a financial recession. Right. So we can handle the return differently than we did last time and what they're saying Mm -hmm. with all these supply chain issues and getting concrete and being able to get cranes to um bring the air conditioning units Mm -hmm. where they need to be etc 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 there's such a backlog yeah that they need to just build if they don't put them in the ground now they they won't get finished they're saying for the first time in years and years and years that they will build a hundred thousand square foot building, mm-hmm. put twenty five hundred square feet in of office in this corner, in that corner, mm-hmm. put the air conditioning units, you know, in a corner somewhere until they and just right. you know keep the but pipeline coming so that they can fulfill. fill the orders. And, and you know what's interesting to me hearing you say that is the residential market is very similar in the sense that. During 2005 to 2007, we had basically an overbuilding Mm -hmm. up until that point. And it was a financial crisis. So they were slow to um, come back from, right? Right. The problem we're having today, COVID did the exact opposite of slowing things down. It cranked things up. And so most builders can't fill their orders either. And so it sounds to me like the commercial world and the residential world are all probably scrapping for the same materials and the same workers to get these projects finished and built so people could actually occupy them. And the people keep coming. And the people keep coming. And the people keep coming. There is one interesting statistic that they did bring up um, with regard to residential and the age group of millennials uh-huh. being the ones that are going to occupy these spaces. And then um, the fact that we may return as the income received from jobs doesn't match the escalation in pricing, affordability for mm-hmm. housing that these some of these younger age groups are returning to home mm-hmm. or and then there's the other factor of the age group that did not go back to work because yeah, they, they just said retired. I'm 3 years away yeah. from retiring anyway I'm just going to exit right. the workforce mm-hmm. and so some of them are living with children but we're seeing combined families way more occupying 
There's no choice. Space. You know, we talk about this in the residential world that, you know, Arizona does feel like California in the sense that if you don't have a two-income family, odds are that person cannot buy by themselves. So they need a roommate or some other partner because it's so competitive. And, you know, it's. I, I want to bring up – I'm going to have to geek out for just a minute because I know you have your, you have your stats. Um, but before we do, I do want to highlight Miss Mary. I told you before we started, and don't shake your head now at me. You know, Mary won – let me see. In 2020, named Retail Influencers and Commercial Real Estate Globe. You know, she has so many awards. Most Influential Woman in Commercial Real Estate, Arizona Big Media of 2017. In 2016, she won Outstanding Woman in Business, recognized as women in commercial real estate, as a woman trailblazing her way to the Valley's <laughs> business community. I like that you're a trailblazer, Mary. And Sounds Western. And I know it? it does sound, oh, and like Southwest Woman of Influence. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. So I just want to make sure everybody understands that Mary knows her stuff. And she definitely studies her stats. And that's why I like you so much, because mm. you come on and you educate us all the time. And I, I do want to eat my words. Because I was, I was on your website. You've been with Orion for one year, and you've been in the business for over 20. Yes. So I know, right? I, I know these things about mm-hmm. you. So as I scroll through, I, you know, you outperform with Orion. I'm sure you must be pretty happy there. But that said, you know, I had said earlier that you were kind of running around circles around the boys club. I was really impressed because as I pulled up your bio, I saw there's actually a lot of other women who work at Orion. Yes. Which most of the time in the commercial industry, it's just men everywhere you look. So that's really cool about your company. And I wanted to compliment you guys because obviously I'm a woman who all is all about empowering others to do business and do it well. Right. So it's really cool that so is your company. It's, it's so refreshing because gender mm-hmm. and age diversity mm-hmm. Um, in this company is incredible. That's I'm awesome. so happy. I've been there for, I just had my one year anniversary uh-huh. and it's been, I mean, I pinch myself on Sunday nights and say, there's no dread, you know, going into Monday. It's just excitement. I love that. It's so I, I love, every, I love what I do. Right. You just sent me a really fun person to work with. Well, you know, you always get all my commercial referrals. Oh. I'm somebody who believes in you do what you do well and don't try to dabble in somebody else's area. So I don't do personal, I don't do property management and I don't do commercial real estate because I have some wonderful people who do both. Um, and you're always going to be my gal. So actually, oh. that actually leads me to a great question because I remember during the pandemic, yes. during COVID, you know, most of our conversations here in this room were like, oh my gosh. Are things going to get better? Are people going to start going back to the office again? You know, I mean, obviously, we just had a huge spike in COVID, and a lot of people probably didn't go to work because they were sick. Everybody I know had knew somebody who was, and I got sick personally over the holidays with it myself for the first time. But that said, those conversations, I was asking you questions because everybody seemed to be quitting their day job and having these fantasies about starting their own businesses and going back into brick and mortar. And was that really the smart thing to do? And so when you told me what Misty's up to with her donuts. Do you know? Tell me. Uh, I, I think everybody so here wants to know about Misty and fun. her donuts. It's so fun. And that is that was another part of the economic forecast update is that franchise sales, and that's my biggest perception versus reality um, misnomer, is that everything is online and everything revolves around Amazon. And actually, the reality is that there are online businesses that are returning to brick and mortar. I love it. And it's really fun. 
Um, Warby Parker mm-hmm. is um, just went brick and mortar at um, the Scottsdale Quarter. Mm-hmm. Faraday, um, Yeti opened um, oh. a brick and mortar store. Wait, hold on real quick. We got to take a quick commercial break, and then you get to hear about all the other fun companies that are going back to brick and mortar. Be right back. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone, ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Okay, we're back from break. Look how quick that was. It wasn't that long at all. Now, Mary, let's keep talking about these donuts because I want to hear about Misty's Donuts. And you know what's so cool is so many of people, I think, sat in cubicles, then pandemic hit and everybody went home, and then everybody started kind of fantasizing about what they really want to do with their lives. And I think there's a lot of Misty's with donuts coming mm. to market. You tell me if I'm wrong. Nobody's going to be as much fun as Misty's Donuts because <laughs> you know that they're paired with cocktails. Stop it. It's called the Donut Distillery. The Donut Distillery. And they pair, uh, they have flights of mimosas and um, I want coffee mimosas. drinks mm. that pair with donuts. They do catering. They do weddings. They do really? um, just fascinating flavors of donuts with fascinating flavors. So I, you know, I just get this random text from a past client. Hey, who do you use for commercial? I give them your name and number. You take it from there. Are they already ready to open or did you no, find them a no, spot no, no. yet? No, no, no. We're touring on Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, we, what, we do a two-prong approach of uh-huh. pulling everything that's 
on the market that's in the right area. Uh-huh. We plot that on a map. And then we send out a tenant requirement that tells the entire brokerage community goes out to about 1,400 brokers. And so says, kind of like a buyer's need list. Yeah, it's like okay. this is what... Um, we're looking for this is what we're looking for this is the size space this Mm -hmm. is the atmosphere this is the geographic territory and then it shows them a picture of what they're going to do Uh and um, and then we get responses from spaces that may be coming available that Mm -hmm. aren't on the market currently Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of times you guys know in anticipation of opportunities coming open. So that's like kind of like our real estate resale coming soon listings. Exactly. So that's cool. A landlord oftentimes uh, <clears throat> will say, I'll keep a tenant in place until I have another lease to replace it. Mm-hmm. And so that that availability of space will May never, never even hit the market. Sh- it will never hit the market. And so when people try to do tenant rep themselves right. and they drive and they look at what looks like it would be vacant, mm-hmm. it may be a space that's already been leased that's being built out or whatever. So we just say, you know, let us do take that brain damage from you and right. let you do what you do best, right. operate your business. Mm-hmm. And then we are using technology now, like one is called Placer AI, mm-hmm. and it's a technology. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, that tracks um, through it. cell phone data where people are coming to, how long they're staying at a shopping center. I can tell if a person wants to co-tenant with a grocery anchor. I can look at this and say, here's the top five performing sprouts in in the state. That is so cool. And here's your demographic of age group. Okay. Here's where they're coming from. Here's how long they're staying. Here's where they're going. So if you know who your target audience is or who you want to serve, it's like you're almost working things backwards to find these optimal locations for your future tenants. Sure. So we look at the um, age demographic they're Uh looking to serve. We look at the income that they feel their business needs Mm -hmm. to survive. Um, and then we plot that territory. Um, and a lot of them will say, like like in your world with a resale home versus a new build, they'll say, I want to find existing space uh-huh. if possible. Like we're just doing um, a lease right now for a concept that's taking over a previous yogurt, frozen yogurt store. Uh, could it be the one on Chandler Heights and Gilbert Road that I'm thinking about? Oh, that's opening Saturday. I, I did love that. that. I know you did that one. That's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, they're doing their, it's called Paleta Bar. Yep. And they are opening, on soft <clears throat> opening Saturday. That's cool. That's right at the corner of my house. And I saw it and I thought you had something to do with it because I thought I saw something that you did. Wait S- until you taste them. Oh, I can't wait to taste mm-hmm. them. So what I'm hearing from you, Mary, is it sounds like there's still a lot of opportunity and a lot of availability but am I wrong in hearing that maybe there's a lot of demand also? So is it as competitive as it is in the real estate world as far as residential? If you have somebody like a Misty, how many properties do you have to show her on Saturday? Is there a lot to pick from or is it slim pickings? We're going for a really unique and special atmosphere uh-huh. with that one. So um, we always do an initial meeting and sit down yeah. and I've been I want to listen mm-hmm. um, and hear all about, and it was their entire team, four of them, and talking about their vision what and looking at what the 
the original concept that they vis- visited in Nashville mm-hmm. looks like, feels like. Ah. Um, so we take we do that discovery meeting mm-hmm. first, and then we look on paper at what is available. Then we'll put together probably six to eight properties, properties to look at, and we'll go through and do that. But, it, you know, the day of just looking and saying, this looks like a nice corner or this feels like the right size space. We just really strongly encourage anybody that's looking at doing a franchise or opening a business that Mm -hmm. they've, they're taking their life savings Mm -hmm. and they're completely changing their occupation and this is going to be their baby. So go find a tenant rep specialist that can use all the technology that we have available now and really look at what's going to serve a long-term sustainability. I love it. So you have all the stats to support what advice you're giving to your clients, which is fantastic. It's not like you're just going off of your inner gut or an area maybe you live by or you like. So that said, is it really competitive? You know, are they going to have a hard time when they find a couple spots they like? Are there other people currently like, because for example, if I have clients I'm taking out this Saturday, there's a good chance Half of those homes, if not all of them, are already going to be under contract by Saturday. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just kind of curious. In that, and I say that because there's some stats I want to share about the residential world. But in comparison, is that how it is for you guys? Or or do you feel like if, some, if somebody has the actual time to sleep on it, like can they think on these opportunities that you're presenting them? Or do they have to like quickly make an offer and then it's a bidding war kind of thing? So two things. So I do both leasing and mm-hmm. investment sales. Okay. So I'm going to give you a story. I want to. I love stories. I okay. Know I love stories. So, um, <clears throat> in the leasing world, mm-hmm. I would say the competitive nature is that landlords are taking a look, a harder look at um, tenants' financials, yeah. their time in the that. business, their sustainability, um, and and really being able to go into a relationship that's on average going to last somewhere between seven and 10 years. Mm -hmm. So about the shortest term that we do on a lease is five. Um, Typically restaurant tenants do 10 plus. Um, And so I always encourage them to have a complete package with a business plan, have their financials ready. We submit the letter of intent and then all the supporting financials right at the same time so that the landlord has a great picture. So if you're not an existing business, you probably want to hope that you're buying a franchise because I'd imagine if I you know, wanted to start a pizza shop and I've never baked a pizza before, landlord might be a little bit like, mm, sorry, where maybe a couple years ago they had so much vacancy that they were just happy to get anybody in there paying exactly. them money. And so that said, I just have to be geeky real quick. Um, yes. And I want to focus on this um, for I, can you please zoom in for the audience, for anybody who's actually watching? Um, I, I'm going to ask you, Mary, a comparison picture of the last two years. Because two years ago, mm. the pandemic was getting ready to start. Mm-hmm. None of us knew yes. this time two years ago. I think we might have heard, I, I remember doing some episodes at the radio station where there's this thing in China. Have you heard about this COVID mm-hmm. thing in China? And... Uh, but none of us knew it was going to rock our world the way it's rocking our world or has rocked our world. So two years ago today, I'm just pointing this out because I want to hear your take on the on the commercial side. Two years ago today, 
The average price for a house in Maricopa County was $363,000. Today, it's $536,000. That is a difference of $170,000 or an increase of over 50% of where we were just two years ago. So tell me, Mary, my lease is almost up. I'm on my five years. You helped me with five years ago. I'm just curious, if I went to go renew it, would my price go up substantially if I were a brand new tenant? And you don't have to give me the definite answer because, you know, obviously you can't speak for Town West. I'm just saying, like, in general, if I were looking to go get a lease today, would I see that type of disparency in the commercial world? So you are protected. <laughs> I know. Because you had a person yes. that negotiated the lease That's for you, you that, has, right? yeah. that has escalation limitations right. of an annual increase of not more than 3%. The same thing happens from the end of a first lease term to an extension if you decide to exercise it. Um, we just sold a property that closed yesterday, mm -hmm. and we were involved in the leasing from ground up. Mm -hmm. So one phase was completed in 2018. The other phase was completed in 2020. And those tenants, as we went to sell the property, we also provided a subordination and non-disturbance agreement to every single tenant, mm -hmm. telling them, even though there's going to be a new owner, every term of your lease is stays protected the same. and mm -hmm. stays the same. But I can tell you that comparing sales to sales, um, that we took that property out for sale, mm -hmm. and we had seven offers within a day and a half. Okay. And many of them were above asking price. Okay. At that point. Where was it? Do you mind me just getting at a general sure. idea? Or are we talking South Chandler? Are we it's talking Scottsdale? It's in the Smart trade area. So okay. Chrisman and Baseline. Yeah. Okay. Just north, north of, of the East whole, mm -hmm. you know, Cadence and Mulberry mm -hmm. and and all of the, the East Mark communities that are so popular. But what the seller looked at was side by side the offers and not just escalation of who's willing to pay the most but who owns other property in Arizona who you know who looks like the most qualified and I'm sure you go through we the do same too. thing and mm -hmm. it's it you know it's <clears throat> not just who's willing to let the buyer you know or let the sellers stay in the house for 6 months and yeah. you know they're there's all kinds of other terms um, yeah, that are besides price that we do look at. I actually just yesterday had one of my listings have 16 offers. So we had to go through on a spreadsheet and we were looking at who was waiving appraisals, who um, who had most to put down, again, looking from the most solid, who had a lender that maybe I've worked with before. Like we look at everything, including who they're asking to be the title company because you know, if we have that many for a seller to pick from, you're kind of whittling them down the best that you can with whatever criteria because you want to make the best decision of who's going to perform. Exactly. And that's really my bottom line is when I'm telling my sellers, like, hey, we want to see who's going to give you the most for the least amount of headache and who's actually going to do what they say they're going to do. So I'm assuming it's the same for you guys. And that is exactly what the decision <clears throat> came down to with this. Um, it was the broker on the other side representing the buyer was someone that was familiar to my seller. Right. Um, he knew that he had clients that performed in other situations. Mm -hmm. He looked at the profile of the buyer, the fact that she's looking um, to move into this area and, you know, 
residentially as well as owning properties here and, and just the whole total picture. So I think that what I'm seeing um, in, in the new build situations in residential <clears throat> where it's their quote, first of all, you're on a lottery a list. We're back to that again. Well, either wait list or lottery. My most favorite recently and actually did work out to my favor uh, Meritage has a gig where you have to be on the computer right at Thursday at one o'clock. And whoever replies first is the order that they go in for every lot release, which the reason why I liked it was because my client had just been there the previous week and had it been a waiting list, he wouldn't have had a prayer at it. And he actually got first pick because yours truly was literally sitting right there ready to hit the button. I don't know how many times to respond. Oh. Um, but yeah, those are the madness and every builder does it different. I'm sure it's no different in the commercial world. Well, so all of that said, it sounds like commercial is super healthy and there's a ton of people that, do they all quit their day jobs to start buying franchises? Is that kind of like the thing that you're seeing the most of right now? Or who's who are you most working with right now? So there's also a ton of concepts that haven't been in Arizona before. Uh-huh. Food concepts that are coming into our market. Oh, cool. And that's always a really exciting, so the hot categories yeah. are food, hmm. boutique fitness, boutique fitness, um, and experiential, you know, retail. So I would say, and then these, these online retailers that, that are going now to decided they needed order. to have a do shop. You, do you want to hear the most exciting one? Of course I want to hear the most exciting and one. And it's starting in You're New York. So it's, it's not in, <laughs> it's not in our market yet. Uh-huh. But it is an Amazon influencer retail store. So these influencers put together outfits of clothing mm-hmm. that they Decide. have had on their Instagram mm-hmm. pages. And this store carries all of these Amazon influencer clothing collections. So and it's open in New York. And it, it, I mean, I looked at every single outfit that they had displayed. And they were all cute? Was something that I would buy, my adult daughters would mm-hmm. buy. It, it was fascinating. That so. is, so even Amazon is obviously has decided that people, yeah, you can shop and, I mean, I, I probably get something from Amazon every other day at my house. Oh, I'm out of dog food, Amazon. You know, I, I do that all the time. But clothing, I actually stay away from mm-hmm. because I want to try my stuff on and I want to see how it looks, right? So to have a storefront like that that serves and that it's probably going to boister their, their clothing sales, I'd imagine. My thought, and this isn't a proven statistic, of so course. this is just a theory this is, um, on my part is. This is an ex- experiential speculation. Yeah. <laughs> so my speculation is that <clears throat> what's the percentage of returns right. that they're dealing with because it didn't. End up didn't fit, it, didn't look it the didn't way you thought. Look, the material wasn't what it looked mm-hmm. like in the picture. It it was and if there's three sizes different it, yeah. than it appeared, you know, to be. So how many times times do you want to try to order and then try and it still doesn't fit? Or if it. you have a, you know, I'm going mm-hmm. somewhere on this particular date mm-hmm. and I need to have an outfit that I know I can pack. Right. And so the. That's cool. You know, is that going to so work or Have you no? heard it's actually coming here yet? I don't know if 
our state is slated. It's just, it'll take a while because it's in New while. York, right? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. we, we'll California be. and New York, they always start yeah. the things and then yeah. they start coming into the country. Well, <clears throat> I can't believe how much time we have spent. And there are so many other things I wanted to talk to you about, Mary. So do me this huge favor. If, if it was one of my clients like Misty calling you, and I, I think you already hit pretty well the, what they can expect from your services um, but if somebody's calling you and asking for your words of wisdom, I'm thinking about quitting Intel and starting a pizza company. What are the things that you say to people to give them the right advice to go the right direction and not end up making a bad choice? Exactly. And I have had I know you exactly <laughs> that situation. <laughs> Boeing, Intel, um, and, and people that just have gotten to a place in their life where they feel... I have enough money. I believe that there are two things that you can have in life. Mm -hmm. Great financial reward that Mm -hmm. you'll endure some hardship. Sure. Because the reward is so great. Mm -hmm. Or great psychological reward that doesn't have the financial benefit but makes you really excited about waking up every day. And I think having those a, life are my you people. a life that you don't have to have a vacation from. Right. And I say that because we just did a podcast before this, and that was their slogan. And it's just so true. I mean, don't we all want to have a life that we don't feel like we need a vacation from? Mm-hmm. So now that I said all that, before we end the show, um, when I, I'm, I'm such a big fan of different charities. And when you mentioned this one, it's kind of, um, I was sharing with you earlier. So this is Phoenix Children's Hospital. And this is a a charity that Mary said is near and dear to her heart. Um, I am in the process of planning an adult prom with a bunch of colleagues of mine. And we are going to be asking people to bring toys for the children at the hospital as, you know, kind of like their their contribution, I guess, to the event. So when I saw you did that, I thought that was really cool. And it looks like that they allow volunteers or just straight donations. And um, is there a reason behind why they are near and dear to your heart, Mary? Yes. Um, Many, many years ago, I, um, with one of my best friends, Mm -hmm. uh, went through the diagnosis. She had been over to my house the night before and played with my daughter, Nicole, who works with me now. And Uh this little girl was the healthiest, most full of life um, little person that you could imagine. And the next day she was diagnosed with leukemia. Mm. And she went through an autologous um, bone marrow cleansing procedure at Johns Hopkins. And they told her that everything was clean and she was good to go um, as long as she could pass her one-year anniversary Mm -hmm. of that process. And that was November. And in December of that year, she relapsed. And Mm -hmm. so... Is she still with us? No, she is not. So we started... We looked at how many parents were navigating the process of having a diagnosis or um, just being hit with news and not knowing where to begin. So we began the Emily Anderson Family Learning Center at Phoenix Children's Hospital. Oh, that's so cool. And it was in memorial to her, to Emily's life. And mm, I got chills. That's and so neat. Coincidentally, there was a nurse in um, another state that was getting her PhD and doing her thesis on the need for a lending library and medical information sources for Mm -hmm. parents. So we 
um, developed a skills training lab where parents can go to learn how to use the equipment that their kids are going home on. Right. And just doing medical library researches at no cost to parents. Oh, and wow. So it's been... Can't even imagine. It's been a, a lot of years, um, but... Sorry for your friends' So loss. many... Oh, it's just been... Uh, what Kathy... A, what a wonderful way to yeah. memor... Um, Memorialize Thank you. her. Yeah. That's the word I was looking so, for. So Kathy and Tom Anderson mm-hmm. are at the heart of the Emily Anderson Family Learning Center, which is at the heart of Phoenix okay. Children's Hospital. So Very cool. Yeah. Well, I love that you shared that with me. Um, anybody wants to get a hold of you is the best way just to go to orionprop.com. That's how I found everything out about you that you didn't want to share the, in the beginning of our show. <laughs> you sure did. Or would you rather them just call you on yourself? I love calls on myself. I know you do. So, love- uh, Mary, say your phone number for us real it's quick. It's 480-748-8266. Wonderful. And I love social media. I love Instagram and all the all <clears> the <throat> things, but I love to talk to people directly. And I, I the first thing I ask to do when a new client calls is to meet with them in person. You do. Now that we can do that again. I know now that we can do that again. We, we don't and, have and, to Zoom. And you did do that with me when I first met you, too. I remember meeting with you. I think it was at a Panera shop or something yeah. really close to where we are now. Right. So if anybody out there is thinking about quitting their day job at Intel and starting a pizza shop, <laughs> Mary's your girl. Give her a call at 480-748-8266. Thanks, guys. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I'm totally thinking about quitting my day job and selling donuts. That sounds like so much fun. But if donuts aren't your thing and you have something else you've been thinking about, definitely Mary's your girl. Give her a call if you're thinking about starting a business here in Arizona, because if you need a building, she's your girl. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. Otherwise, we'll have another show for you again right here next Monday at 11 a.m. Arizona time. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day